Welcome to Total Wine and More. I'm firing up the grill for burgers and want to impress the neighbors. You'll love this Cabernet with your burgers. Wow, great price. Find what you love, love what you find. At Total Wine and More, drink responsibly, P21. The future will be amazing, and that's all well and good. But what about today? You can feel the rush of a 400-horsepower Nissan Z. Or climb to new heights in the all-terrain Nissan Frontier. Light up the road in the all-electric Nissan Aria that feels like a sci-fi dream come true. The future will be great, but today is made for thrill. All you have to do is get in a Nissan and drive. 2023 Aria and Z not yet available for purchase. Expected availability is this spring for 2023 Z and this fall for 2023 Aria. Hello, everyone. This is Jim the Keys bartender coming to you from Key Largo. Sounds like a morning show. I'm sorry about that. I'm sh- I shouldn't do that. I leave the music going on a little too long sometimes. I am stop apologizing. I'll just try to do better each time. Welcome back. Thank you for listening. Uh, We have... I'm going to... I have to go and uh, do some... Let's see. We're in the Florida Keys. And I guess a lot of the people that listen to the show are... Let me let me give you a rundown of what we what in the last thirty days. Let's do the geolocation. We have eighty percent, almost eighty percent of the listeners are from the United States. Almost six percent are from India, six percent from Poland, three percent from Canada, almost two percent from Taiwan, one percent from the United Kingdom, Russian Federation. And that's mattering from Germany, Brazil, Saudi Arabia, and other places. Um, you know, let me uh, let me see. Chicago, Illinois, Lexington, Kentucky, Towson, Maryland. These summer the places. Melrose, Melrose, Massachusetts, Elkhorn City, Kentucky, Ottawa, Canada, Portsmouth, New Hampshire, and of course, good old Key Largo. So if we look. Let me see if I go back. I can go to the last 12 months. Let me see the last 12 months. Key Largo, Tavernier, Miami, Key West, Jacksonville. I'm going to... That's 5-3... Uh, 6-9... 22%, let's say 30% are from South Florida. That's pretty good. And the rest is other places. South Florida and Florida, maybe 35% is 30% is Florida. And 70% is every place else. That's amazing. I mean, if you have a radio show, I don't get the listeners... Why would the listeners want to know about the Key Largo experience that live in Key Largo or Marathon or Key West? And I do appreciate that. But I do acknowledge it and I do appreciate it. And uh, I sometimes I doubt what I'm doing is the right thing. This is episode 455. 
455. I keep on screwing up the episode numbers because there's so many of them. 455, 455 of anything. That's, if I did one every day, that would be 15 months, right? And that would be, for the amount of hours, let's say there's 400 hours of content in there. And how many hours are in a week? 168 or something like that. Was it 24 times 7? 40, something 28 and... Uh, 168 hours a week. So that's that's a little over, if you listen to it continuously, two and a half weeks. Two and a half, eight, 18 days. You could play for someone in a, who's in a coma for 18 days. Play the Keys Bartender podcast back to back. I mean, they could come fucked up and go say, I had this most horrible nightmare. They'll come when they come out of the coma and say, I was just thinking I was this man in his 50s that lived in the Florida Keys and he would just say these boring ass shit all the time. He was kind of nasty sometimes. He wasn't that funny. And I just felt like I was trapped. He was just... Oh my God, what a horrible... No, I hope that's not the way it is. Trying to make it fucking interesting. At work yesterday, I was bartending. Monday's my double. Today's Tuesday. And it was slow. And I'm working with the owner's daughter, Molly, and the owner, Kathy, and Zai, and my buddy, Javaris, in the kitchen. And that was it during the day. And we had it. So when it's slow, you got the crossword puzzle. You got the news. You got the people to come in there. You chit-chat, shoot the shit. Do all sorts of things. We had a regular show up. There's this regular showed up. I haven't played this in a long time. This is, uh, I'm going to play the sound effect. I don't know if you're going to hear it. Let me see if it'll it'll play. You're an asshole. You're an asshole. Okay. You hear that? That she showed up, and uh, she's all she's constantly asking me when she's going to get her check. I'm going to give her a check. I'm going to buy. I'll buy her a, a. You know what the compensation? I'm going to get her a thing of Tic Tacs. Not that she needs Tic Tacs. I'm not saying her breath stinks. I'm saying that's appropriate. I think for the amount of time I used it, considering how much revenue this show generates, a a little. Container or Tic Tacs will probably compensate for that. Unless things get, you know, if you do share the show with your friends and it becomes a hit, well, I don't think, how fucked up would that be? Right? That this little show. But when it's slow, this is what I do. I write things down and stuff like that. There was the, um, I started thinking about tipping culture. We did this Several times before in a show, you know, people tipping, not tipping. I belong to several industry groups. And a lot of times people complain about, and rightly so, that they'll they'll work a big party or a small party, whatever. But let's say they get a check, they're working a big party and the check is $400. I mean, fine dining, $400 is nothing. You could do that with two people, no problem. Real fine dining. But 
400 bucks and someone leaves them like 11 cents. That, that that sucks. That sucks because, you know, you're getting paid 225 an hour and that's mainly just for taxes. And a lot of time, you know, it's just but bartenders get a little more. I I get more taken out of my check so I don't have to pay uh, at the end of the year. I try to get near a wash or just a little of a, a refund. Or if I earn extra money doing my side jobs, I want to be able to have excess money in there to pay that taxes. So, And luckily, I'm not a state that has state taxes. So, you know, Florida's fucked up in a lot of things, but they don't have state tax. You don't have to, it's simpler there for a simpler people, right? Not that you know, some people aren't so simple, but I think we pretty much. If you're listening to the show, you can pretty much agree that Florida is a fucked up state. I mean, naturally, it's a fucked up state. If you think about it, where else can you go? <coughs> go outside, get dang fever from a mosquito bite, um, almost get eaten by a crocodile, or crushed by a Burmese python. Right? Or, and then... If you a shark, a bull shark can come up and eat you, or a barracuda. You know, when are we going to get the piranha? The piranha would be the next best thing, stuff like that. But uh, yeah, and you see all sorts of weird shit like going down here. But that's Florida. So the tipping, uh, we were talking about tipping. I was talking about tipping, and hopefully you're inter- interested in that. And what I'm going to talk about is not bitching. I'm not bitching about tipping right now. And my theory on the bad tip is like, people say, would you want a better wage or you want tip? Now, I'd say I'd t- I would take a better wage, but I wouldn't want to eliminate tipping. Tipping serves a purpose. And it used to say tipping ensures prompt service, t- to ensure prompt service. But I don't, it, you know, somewhat, you know, when it's real busy, you don't, Sometimes you can't. You try your best and you can't ensure prompt service. What are you going to do? You're going to do your best. But what it does do, if that's 70% of your income, it would behoove you. And I never understood this in places where people just naturally kind of have a shitty attitude and a shitty work ethic and they're working in a place that they get tipped because you can get shitty tips if you do a good job. You can still get shitty tips. You can increase shittier tips by doing a horrible job. Let me repeat that. You can increase the amount of shitty tips you get by doing a horrible job. People just get pissed off that they see you're not you're mailing in. You know, you're just going, oh, well, I'm here anyway. I'm giving them $50 worth of food. You better pay me seven, you know, $7.50 tip. Right? There's other ones that people say, wow, they really spend a lot of time. Now, not everyone wants to talk to their server or bartender. I imagine if they shouldn't at the bar, though, I do make an assumption. When you have an empty table five feet away from the bar, I assume they want to sit. Every so often, get people to sit at the bar and they just don't want to talk to you. There's one guy came in yesterday. And I have a couple of regulars. They put on headphones and stuff like that. And even though he does like talking to me, he 
he brings his laptop, you know, the laptop guy comes in and he does coding and then he watches some reaction videos and things like that. And people are always wondering, what's he doing? He's looking at porno. No, he's not looking at porno. That would be disgusting. And I'm sure there's places where people in bars in the United States where people are sitting there watching porno online. It's not our place. If someone was doing that, I would have to move them along. Hasten them away from the bar. Just not one of those things. Well, this guy does not do that. So this, and, and the other guy who shows up, he has his headphones on, he's watching something on his uh, phone, and he doesn't talk. He always orders, uh, and this guy, I'm sure he doesn't listen to podcasts. Um, I know, even though he's on his phone, or he doesn't listen to my cast. He's hardly, he doesn't know my name. He knows other people, but he doesn't interact with me, but he likes coming to the bar. But he doesn't seem to enjoy talking, so I don't talk to him. He'll talk with people who walk by, but he won't talk to me, and I'm not insulted. Guy's not a big tipper. He's a regular tipper, but I mean, like it's big rocks, small rocks. You got to have all types of rocks to fill up. Like if you're building a, a bulk work, right? This is my metaphor for how to, you make money. Big rocks, small rocks. Let's say you're building a barrier. You take big rocks or small rocks or you're building a stone house. And you, you they fit these rocks in and with mortar. And they, that's how you build a stone house. You, you, you got big rocks and small rocks to fill in the gaps. And so law averages. You make some big ones and some small ones. If you were going to get shitty tips from someone who's already a shitty tipper, that's predestined. There's not a lot you can do. If they don't tip, they don't tip. Actually, there was someone posted on one of the sites that I, a social media sites I belong to, that a stamp that says against tipping culture and they stamped they stamped right on the line where you're supposed to insert the tip and that sounds inordinately inordinately assholish to do that and it's got to be I can't see you doing that in your local place though if you do that just when you're on the road and you're never going to be the place, you're a fucking coward. Do it at your local place. I want to hear that. And it's some people that are against t- tipping culture. And it's good. And it could be like a red herring that stamp. It could be like, well, I'm going to do this, but I'm actually, I'm going to stamp this thing. But I'm giving you money. You know, it could be. Just making a point because they said they, you know, servers should be paid more or something like whatever, whatever the fuck they think. But you know, I've had this discussion with people and say like, yeah, every so often I don't. When I get I I get people and they don't tip. What I do is I treat them like middle of the road, middle of the road. They get the service, they get everything, they get a prompt. They get a smile, they go, nice to see you, blah, 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 blah. And, you know, don't expect anything from them. Right? They're not, I don't get any regulars that are like that. There's some regulars that tip better than others. I don't have any regulars that don't tip. 
I just they don't don't gravitate. But I had this discussion with someone that said, "Hey, you know, you should just not even pay attention to what people tip." And I said, "That's a good way to go through life. Just do it that way." But in ideally, I thought, "Well, what if they belong to a group of people that don't tip?" I mean, just, just for chance, let's let let me posit this theory. That there's an underground group of people and they just hang together and they don't tip and they, they can only abide each other. They're the only ones that can abide each other because they're the only people that understand each other and they explain each other. Like Steve Buscemi in the, in the um, Reservoir Dogs. He says, it's not, it's not my job to pay their employee and stuff like that. You know. So, maybe these people travel in a circle and then they, uh, you know, same social circles and maybe they say, hey, listen, if you go to this restaurant, the guy there at the bar doesn't give a shit if you tip him or not. And you can go there. He'll treat you great. So we're going to give him our no tipping seal of approval. And then they start showing up at your place. And they feel comfortable. And they keep on showing up, taking seats away from people that tip normal or well that's when you start getting if you get if you get a non-tipper sitting in your place on a Saturday night when it's crowded if you get a non-tipper sitting at your place when there's empty seats no big deal right there's always another seat you work a little harder but it's no big deal and then you get a room full of people like that whoa Whoa, 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 whoa. That's like giving it up to God. They always say these places that um, restaurants that are open, you get these ladies that show up in pink hats or red hats. You better watch out. They're all going to say separate checks and they're going to fucking run you for their lemon waters and shit like that. I had them once. I had pink hat ladies show up at his outside tiki. Uh, restaurant I worked for a while when I was working daytimes in the middle of the day and I stopped working in the middle of the day because of people like that but they rain oh they fucking run you I have lemon and sweet and low so they can make their own lemonade yeah makes sense I mean you can I mean, you could do whatever you want, really. Most of these restaurants, you say, well, I'm going to decide I'm going to charge them for a soda. Because I can give them all the components of a drink. Like if you bring in rye, barley, hops, and someone starts brewing beer. So, well, I'm not charging for a beer. You just brought me rye, barley, and hops. No, well, that's... Okay, well, the tip, the tipping thing, it's really... Unless, like I said... Once you find out someone's not a bad tipper, it doesn't, not a good tipper, it doesn't really matter. Because there isn't an, a social circle of people. It could be a group of people. It could be some kind of church group. They just don't do it. You know, they say, oh, your blessings are just as good as a tip. For them, maybe. Yeah, it's just, it's better than a tip because it didn't cost them anything. It's shitty for you because it doesn't do anything for you. You might as well just say prayer or nothing. Just don't write anything down. You know? 
I, you don't have to say anything. If, you, if that's your thing, because it really doesn't change the dynamic of my day. Now, if I was one of those ones that believe that, then, oh yeah, I would too. Okay, but it would also say, hey, listen, I just talked to my imaginary friend and he's got some special gifts for you. I could give you this five dollars or I can just tell my imaginary friend to reward you in the afterlife or in this life. Oh, you know what? What are you doing on Sunday? Because my friends and I, we meet down at the. uh, Unitarian Pentecostal Church of the Everlasting Skinflint. Yeah, and then we go out to lunch and we don't tip. But that's all right. God told us it was all right. We don't have to tip. You know what? They should have put tipping in the Bible. They should have, at the Last Supper, they should have put it. I know it sounds like people say, oh, this is the word of God, blah, 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 blah. Well, now there's stories. There's stories and stuff. But whoever, the King James Bible, when they did the translation, they should have said, um, it should have been Judas at the Last Supper, right? And they're passing around the bill and saying, well, what did you get? Well, I got the fish and the bread and some wine. Oh, uh, well, Jesus got it and he shared it all, Right. Okay, okay. Well, Jews get it. I'm not. Ju- Judas is the Steve Buscemi character. And Jesus is saying, hey, listen, sorry about him. He doesn't want to tip, but the rest of us are going to kick in 20% to make up for him. Because give to Caesar what is Caesar. Give to the server what is the server. They worked for you. You got to pay him some way. It's just a convoluted way of doing it. People say, I don't understand why they do it. Why don't we do it this way? Well, if they paid him out of the food, the price of the food would be higher. And it would probably be more than 15% because there's processing. If they had to pay them out of their pocket, then they'd have to think of human resources and stuff like that. And they had to pay them more, then they'd have to, the food would go up probably maybe 30%. Because when you're paying a wage, you're more of an employee, not as much as a 1099. You're more of a 1099 employee, employee in a tipped place. And they may, restaurants say, well, if you're going to pay them a decent wage, why don't we just give them some benefits? So that, that's you, you're going to pay for it in the end. And people say, well, I'd rather do that than have to make the decision. Well, how would you like it if you had to go out and every time you had to pay for a burger... $15, let's say you had to pay burger a burger platter with cheese, bacon, mushrooms, grilled onions, and all that shit. And you pay $15 and say, well, instead of that, you won't have to tip. It's going to be $20, okay? 25% more. Or actually, 33% more. And you get, you're going to pay them a decent wage out of Okay, it'll work out to be 15, 17%. People say, oh, that's great. And you get shitty service. You have no option other than to say, well, I wasn't really happy with that. And say, but we got your money. It doesn't really matter. There is no pressure to ensure quality. I know there's bad 
tipped employees. I know there are. But there's most people, they'll pretend to be good. Pretend to give good service. And pretending to give service is almost the same as giving good service. You don't know what someone's in their head. You know, if they weren't concerned about the tip, you'd be, you ever see the stories about how kind of standoffish and almost hostile French servers are, waiters in the Parisian cafe, like how rude they are? Because the price, the tip's included. They don't have to pretend. Now, I posit this theory that French waiters in Paris are no more pissed off or hateful of their clientele, more so than in the U.S. It's just that in the U.S. they hide it. Okay? They hide it. And you want people to hide that. You know, if you if someone's disdainful for you and like this, you're thinking the whole time, oh my God, this guy's spitting my food. Oh, what I mean, his thumb is in my jello. Right? He sneezed in my potato soup. This is blue cheese, this or really bad ranch. Why is my ranch lumpy? There's no blue cheese. There's, is that blue cheese? No, that's just mold. No. So there's all short, sorts of shit you're going to go through. Less quality control and stuff like that. Every time that someone shows up at your table when you're being tipped, you're showing up for your employer. That's the visual, you think. The mentality is like, there. this is the person that's paying me this moment. If you got to... You know, you got a five-table section. That's one-fifth of your employee at the time if all the tables are filled. Now, if you're paid out of the uh, price of the food, yeah, you're still working for that person. You still want to get good reviews, but you don't have to. You're not going to get any more. Now, some people do do that. You're right. Some people do do tip more. Be nice, you know, leave five for somebody. You're not, how, you know, some people just cruise. If they're cruising, oh, who is this? I'm going to pause this for a moment. I'll be right back. I got a New Mexico phone call. And we're back. Yeah, a phone call from New Mexico, and I called him back, and it was auto warranty service. What the fuck? Okay. Um, I guess those people are working on tips, too. Sales is kind of like tips. They're relentless right Salespeople are relentless I know I did that it's funny sales service you're always selling yourself you're selling yourself when you're an attorney when you're a doctor you know if you're caring for someone like nurses nurses don't do that nurses care for people and they can be Friendly or not friendly, even though most of them are friendly, I have to say, the medical professionals. And they're not selling you something, but anybody selling. So in the restaurant industry, we're selling ourselves. We're selling the idea that, hey, this $40 meal of burgers and beer and a fireball was spectacular and deserves a 25% tip. 
That's what you're thinking. Or 30%, or 40 And every so often, they get like a crazy person that just hit uh, a lotto, and they're not really good with their money, and they'll give you like 200 bucks. When we came back from the shutdown back, oh, God, back in May of 2020, there was a group, uh, group, there was a husband and wife that came back from Italy. And I guess they were doing really well. And they left... What was that day? There were three of us working that day, and he left a $1,000 tip. And since processing it and stuff like that, we told them, uh, you know, that the owners were going to have to pay the credit. I mean, it's a, the owners gave us the whole tip. They split it between the three of us. I don't think that was a tip for service. I think that was a tip realizing that and say, hey, we were out of... I, like I said, I did all right during the shutdown. We weren't shut down that long. There was enough, you know, it was a safety net there and we weren't on razor thin edge. We were at the beginning of a busy season. We came out, so we weren't going into the shutdown poor. Uh, it's, it was an exciting time, but it kind of didn't really reflect... I mean, we were at, we had all had two months vacation, so we were fresh, eager, ready to work. I wasn't physically, I wasn't fit in my best shape for that, but I did, I did, I, I think I did a pretty good job when it came out. And then after a while, I think we kept on getting hit. We didn't get a slow season. Some people started getting burned out, but the tipping thing changed. And people say, oh, I hate talking about tips. It sucks. Well, it's the price of going, doing business of going out, right? It is. 200 bucks. When you go to a decent restaurant, easy, two people. I went, I took my daughter and her friends out for, uh, and my wife and my uh, sister-in-law. There was, what was there, six of us? One, two, three, six. And it ended up being like 280 bucks. I bought a bottle of wine for the girl, the girls, for the wife and her sister. Not for the 14, 15-year-old girls. No. Just told me, you got them desserts. And uh, did I get them desserts? Did they get, no, they got a, they did get a dessert. And appetizers and dinner and all that stuff. And, you know, I obviously... I'm in the business. I left like 25%. I think 25, maybe 30%. But I got to do that. That's my thing. Because if I get caught not doing it, how can you be a shitty tipper when you're in the business? I've met people like that, and that is awkward. It's awkward having, it's awkward feeling like, what the fuck is going on here? Why would you be in the business and you don't like tipping people? I can understand you being in the back of the house people and stuff like that. And they say, ah, fuck them. They make too much money. I don't mind not tipping them. That's kind of like the mentality. They may not like the people they work with. There's always a battle between the back of the house and the front of the house with uh, certain places, the way they separate them. And there's other ones that figure out how to thread that needle and make sure that the non-tipped and tipped employees 
you know, hey, listen, on a slow day, the guys in the kitchen are getting the same amount they get on a busy day. Guys in the front of the house are walking out with very little. That's the risk of it. You can feel, I mean, if you want to, that's the stability of it. People say, it's like, ah, I don't like that. You know what I'm saying? The more you work, the more you make. And the times you work. So, I'm not necessarily against the tipping culture right now. I know. A livable wage would be great. Benefits would be awesome. But that's not in the cards, and I don't know how they would thread that needle in order to guarantee people would get that great service. But I'm sure they do that in different places, so I got to think about that. Right? Uh, I ran into a nice couple. Where were they from? They were from Ohio. And they asked me at the catch if the cats outside, we have cats outside, they don't come in the restaurant. Uh, if that's the bar cat. And I said, what do you mean bar cat? I never heard that terminology. A bar cat. And I said, okay. Well, now I get it. I knew, I, I thought of a second. I said, I know what the bar cat is now. So that's just the one. Yeah, we got, there was one in where I used to bartend. The guy said I bartended in Ohio, Columbus, Ohio. And... He said I'd be able to say this. This is his friend's bar. And I guess, you know, if you have cats around and stuff like that, he's saying, hey, listen, we don't have a lot of rats because we got cats. That's a good thing. We got a, we got a multi-layered defense. You put your traps inside and stuff. You keep it clean and stuff like that. And you have those. We have three cats outside it. I'll tell you, if any of these rats can make it through, through there, that's amazing. That's some kill zone for that farm. But he was working in his place in the the name of the cat was um, assistant manager. I think that's a really cute name. It was the seventh son, son seventh seventh son breweries or seven sons breweries. I, should, I guess maybe I should say seventh son brewery in Columbus, Ohio, and they nicknamed him Ass Man, which I thought was derivative because didn't uh, Kramer get that uh, vanity plate in Seinfeld. It was a proctologist. You know, it ended up being a proctologist and he was ass man. He goes, hey, ass man. But it's nice running into these people. I really enjoy it. Uh, that's part of the benefits of a slow day. You get different ideas. I got the, uh, the, the previous show, the crystal meth thing and um, you know, all these things I write down and stuff. What's this other stuff? One good thing about tip culture and blah, blah, blah. And then I ran, caught up with some friends. I'm going to tear up my notes. I don't need my notes anymore. i got to start writing on to, uh, well, putting notes into my cell phone. Why am I still writing things down? You know? So, we currently do hand tickets at our restaurant. And the owner went to another country that was uh, Belize for a week. And they were talking, oh my God, they were saying how primitive. No AC. No AC, no Wi-Fi, none of this stuff. But they said 
the daughter of the owner said she find it funny every place had a POS system. POS is computerized system. So you know, in our place when we're doing things, we gotta add we gotta write everything down, we gotta price everything out, you gotta add it up. And it's like old school, that's who used to do it all the time. But now because of all the items have we got all different prices and stuff like that, you just Got to remember, it must have really been tough being a cashier in the old day because you got to go and price them. You see this stuff, you go, well, I had this together, but we'll all come. This is what your total is. So, yeah, we do the same thing. We have to add the tax in at the end. And if someone needs to split it, we do do the math. Luckily, I'm good with division. I can do three, four, five, whatever. I was good. I paid attention in fifth grade. But, yeah. It was funny. In the beginning, I hated having the idea to do a hand ticket. I really hated it. And now I'm kind of adept at it. I still have shitty handwriting. That's the bane of hand tickets for the kitchen. Because don't you fucking know, when you're, doing, when you're writing something out and you look at it, I mean, my handwriting is so bad, sometimes I don't even understand what I wrote. Like I have some of it. Let me see. I'm going to go back to like a couple weeks I guess a couple weeks I'm not going to go that far back okay oh no this is about Philly okay if all goes well while I'm going to go oh no this is good handwriting so I understand that Florida Keys gambling brothels what the hell was I talking about there patient I mean I guess my handwriting depends on what I was doing at the... Oh, here we go. Ben Affleck. Why the hell am I talking about Ben Affleck? Christopher Reeves, Jim Carrey. Oh, this is... Uh, I guess my handwriting's pretty good here. But I'm saying, when you're... I'm in a hurry. My handwriting can get really shitty. And I'm not drinking anymore. I haven't drank in a long time, so... But... I, yeah, Phoenix. That was part of the University of Phoenix. Blah, 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 blah. Yep. I guess I can't understand my handwriting. But on checks, sometimes I don't understand. What did I write? What is that? I don't know. I don't know what I wrote. Well, how's the kitchen supposed to know if you don't know? I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. But yeah, they got to deal. They got to deal with the handwriting. They gotta, we got to deal with, you know, people say, how did you, you screwed up the pricing on this one? I'm almost like, well, if it's in a computer, the computer, you know, the computer rarely ever screws up. Right? So. There you go. The one thing about a POS system is the printing. But if you, I guess if you ran out, ran out of ink and you're not, you know, refilling your ink or the tape or whatever, stuff like that, that could happen too with a check. And you got universal and everyone's got to know their abbreviations. And, fuck, and you know how I am with abbreviations. Or... Uh, what's that thing? Anagrams? Not anagrams. Uh, whatever the fucking thing when they use the thing like stop uh, or any type of thing where they use the initials to uh, hungry, angry, lonely, to halt. That's the principle from A. Whatever that is when you when you use uh, a word to, to symbolize ideas that exactly what words are I'm talking about using other words like a word like halt to symbolize hungry, hungry, angry, lonely and tired 
and I know what that, and I just can't remember an old old man thing. I always say, I can remember actors' names. I'll something it escapes me right now, and then I'll just pop in my head, and I'll just go myself, and I go Ruth Buzzy, fucking Ruth Buzzy. No, it's just like that. That's how what happens, and I I don't believe it's all Alzheimer's and stuff like that. I think it's knowing all this shit, and your brain is trying to access it, which I have a hard time doing. So that's where you're trying to randomize and do all this stuff when you're writing out a, a check. You're thinking in your head. People think, oh, I'll have this, I'll have that. You write on the check, and they say, you know what? Scratch that. And they go, you don't want me to do that. I got to read, write the whole check. And they go, well, first of all, I have messy handwriting anyway. If I start crossing shit out, it just gets, you know. It's not when I'm putting stuff, when I had a POS system, I had a hard time remembering what I wrote down sometimes when I was putting things in a uh, POS system. But I would do shorthand my way. But it would always come out the same shorthand when you use the POS system because they would use uniform abbreviations. And that's my main thing for there. Well, I'm going to cut this show to an end there. I'd like to thank you for listening once again. Please share this show with your friends and family. Uh, not only if you like them. Don't share, you know, obviously if they're assholes, you're probably not even talking to them. So why would you share them? Uh, I still get to this day, you know, people say, oh, I don't really listen to podcasts. I The people that really listen to podcasts, or would I listen to my own podcast? I don't know. Because I'm saying this shit. Why would you want to listen to stuff? Do you read your... Do you write things down and then read back what you wrote down? Like if you just wrote your random thing, I'm going to write all this shit down and I'm going to read it back to myself because it's the best stories that I tell or the stories I tell myself to get through the day. No. Uh, who knows? Uh, thank you for listening. Uh, if you have any questions, send your request to jim at keysbartender.com. I want to thank you very much and have a great day. I'll be back uh, tomorrow, I guess.